0: Good morning, family. Good morning. I am very excited to be here. It looks like, you know, it's just like new faces, but it's not because I haven't been here in quite some time. I'm very excited to be here and to share God's word with you. Uh, this morning, we would like to continue with our current theme around much fruit. And it's been an exciting journey that we have all been on in the last term and up to this point. And I'm very excited today to share with you the scripture that we're going to read together from John chapter 8, verse 12 to 20. John chapter 8, verse 12 to 20. And I don't know if I did express, I am very excited to be here. (laughs) Very excited. Very, very excited. Thank you. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. It's going to be from verse... 12 to 20, and then I will share further from that portion of scripture. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them Even if I bear witness of myself My witness is true For I know where I came from And where I am going But you do not know where I come from And where I am going You judge according to the flesh I judge no one And yet if I do judge My judgment is true For I am not alone But I am with the Father who sent me It is also written in your law That the testimony of two men is true I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. Then they said to him, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. In other words, Jesus was saying, just shut up. (laughs) If you had known me, you would have known my father also. These words Jesus spoke in the treasury, and as he taught in the temple, and no one laid hands on him, for his hour had not yet come. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, I want to thank you that your word is truth, your word is life. Lord, this morning we avail ourselves, we open our hearts, Lord. We open our lives to hear your word, Lord, spoken and your word shared, Father, Lord. Speak, Lord Jesus, and shine your light in our lives, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of my message this morning, Jesus, the light of the world. The light of the world. Now, I wanna give a little bit of a history. How is it that somebody can come up and say, I am the light of the world? What gives them that authority to say they are the light of the world? What kind of power do they have to say they are the light of the world? Jesus comes and he says, I am the light of the world. In other words, take it or leave it, I am it. There's none like me. I am the best of the best and the best by far. There is no one besides me. We're just saying it right now. Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. Now, a friend of mine told me that it can only be three things that played in the people's minds at the time. Number one, when Jesus said these words, some of the people would have thought, huh, he is a liar. How can he say he's the light of the world? Another group of people probably thought, "Hey, here is a lunatic. How can he say he's the light of the world?" The third group of people might have said, "Hmm, perhaps he is really the Lord." And so every time there is this choice that we are given whenever we encounter Jesus, he is either a liar. A lunatic or his lord, but he cannot be two at the same time. He can only be one, the only one, and he is lord. And so this story starts off in chapter seven. I didn't do just this reading from just verse twelve to twenty. If you read in context, it starts off from chapter seven. You read the story of the festive of tabernacle. It's called the tabernacle, the whole Jewish. Culture of the time, they were celebrating and remembering what God had done for them when He took them from Egypt into the promised land and they went through the desert. They were celebrating the goodness of God. They were highlighting to God their gratitude. They were saying to Lord, Lord, we are so grateful that you carried us through the desert. And so as they went through the desert, this tabernacle celebration was highlighted because they were saying god you are the one that carried us through our toughest times they were saying god you are the one who was there you were the pillar of cloud by day you were the pillar of fire by night no low shading God was very reliable. Every single day, 40 years, in the desert, no problem whatsoever. He was engaging with them. And so when they were doing this celebration, this festival, festival of the tabernacle, they would take, sometimes in their own homes, they would take tents and put them on their roofs to symbolize that they lived in tents. They would walk around and, and they would have lights everywhere because of, they wanted to highlight the fact that God was their light in the darkest of their time. I want to highlight this morning the same God that the Israelites were highlighting during that festive season they enjoyed of the tabernacle is the same God today. He highlights who we are. Everything around us, He illuminates. And so when this story was busy picking up, Jesus is highlighting to them because during this, fest, this, this, this festivity in the temple, they would put up candles and they would put up fireplaces and they would open up the, the temple so that everybody around the area can see the light during the night. They would see these lights everywhere and they would remember God. They would do this festival for eight full days. And on the ninth day, at the dawn, when all the candles were snuffed out, and all the lights and the lamps were snuffed out, Jesus steps up on the platform in the temple and he says, I am the light of this world. Man, he's saying, There is no one like me. Remember the story that we read about in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. It tells us that when God was about to create heaven and earth, there were three things that were happening. First of all, it was formless, the earth was not just formless, it was empty and it was dark. It was not just formless, it was empty and it was dark. You see, Jesus is the one who contrasted. He comes and he says, listen, out of the formless of your life, out of the formless areas in your life, out of the empty places in our lives, out of the darkness in this world, I am the light. It comes up in verse 3, and then it says that God said, let there be. Light. That is the first thing that he created, light. There's a reason for this. And Jesus says, I am the light. He steps up on this platform and he says, I am the light. And they go, what are you talking about? How can you, how can you proclaim that? Where does that come from? You see, when God comes into our lives, he finds us f- formless. He finds us empty. He finds darkness, and He shines upon it. He shines upon it because He wants to bring hope in our lives. He wants to bring direction in our lives. And so this morning, I would like to highlight five key points from this portion of Scripture we just read. Obviously, you can read from John 7, as I've mentioned, where it will unpack it, and you will see all these points coming up as you read. The first one is this. The true light, Jesus himself, he shines upon our personal lives. Jesus shines upon our personal lives. Jesus doesn't just leave us. He takes us as we are, but he never leaves us as we are. I don't know when was the last time God challenged you about an aspect in your life. Let me highlight it for you. If God is not challenging you, check up. Because there's so much that God wants to shine and reveal in our lives. Sometimes we feel that these things are the things that are from outside challenging us inside. No, the biggest challenge are within us. The biggest challenges are within the things that are brewing inside our hearts in our personal lives. Those are the things that Jesus wants to shine his light upon. I'll share a personal story. What did I say? Personal story. (laughs) Meaning that I shouldn't be sharing it with you. (laughs) But I will. Very personal story. I have uh, my favorite fish and chips place, and this place I normally go to and I buy my chips. They're always quick, 10, 12 minutes my chips are ready. Now I really like chips. Um, (laughs) Now I really like chips. This is my favorite, you know, comfort uh, meal, and I enjoy these, and so, Normally when I get there, they know me. When I just appear, they know what to make up for me, the nice chips they enjoy, very nice. But this time, I was driving from somewhere and I really wanted my chips. I like that advert that says, when it's got you, when the craving has got you, has got you. I couldn't wait to get to the shop. They must get them ready, I'm coming. Then I was driving, and I told them, this is what I want. This is what they must prepare for me. They said, shop. I get to the shop. I arrive there. They say to me, hey, sorry, your chips are not red. I'm like, what is going on? The quality of this place now. What kind of a service is this? Hey, I started to grumble. Inside, I'm starting to grapple with this thing, and I start to wrestle with it. How dare they treat me like this? I'm probably their number one client. I mean, I buy here all the time. And then something happened. I waited for them to get my things ready, but every time people started to come into this shop, they're fetching orders that look exactly like the one that I ordered. And I'm like, oh, Iman, what is happening here now? This is not right. I have an order and I must fetch it now. This is more than 20 minutes. Hello? I started to become upset. But then something happened in my heart. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a terrible. Thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm upset about this thing. And there, I start to say things that were not supposed to be said. I start to speak about, you know, how they, this shop now, you know, the way they're dealing with this, they're gonna close down. And I start to speak these things upon this shop. I mean, this is the first time they do this to me. Yeah, they must close down. They don't know what they're doing. Look at these people fetching my order in front of me. How can they do this to me? Now I'm going on. <laughs> and then as I went on like this, finally, I went to the lady and I said, listen, this is too long, just maybe give me my money and then I will look for somewhere else. And she said to me, sir, sit down. Yo, 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 <laughs> sit, what? <laughs> sit down, what are you saying? And then I sat down, eventually she called my order, I came, I fetched it. As I was driving out, going home, I feel the Lord speaking to me. What kind of an attitude is that? Lutula, where did that come from? Yo! I had to repent of that. I said, Lord, please forgive me. I was so selfish in my approach. I felt the Lord, if I said to him, forgive me, the Lord would leave me and the conviction, you know, the condemnation would leave me. No! The Lord went further. He said to me, how can you do that to that shop? Because if it closes down, those people are going to lose their jobs. How can you be so selfish and you speak like that about about that shop and you actually curse that shop? And what's going to happen to the families of those people? Yeah. I said, I'm so sorry, Lord. That thing stayed with me for about two days, just repenting and being sorry before the Lord. And right there, the Lord shined his light in the area of my life I didn't know was there. A selfishness that was in me about what I want and when I want it. I don't know about you. Maybe you've never had anything like that. I understand. That's why there are preachers and then there are people listening. Because really, <laughs> so I, 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 I can live through that and repent and say, Lord, I'm so sorry. And I don't know about your own life. What are the things that God is highlighting in your life? And He desires that you allow His light to shine in those dark places. God wants to shine in those dark places. Let us allow Him. I always say our hearts are like a house, a house where when we open it for the Lord, He wants to go into our living area. He wants to open the cupboards and see how lovely it is. And then there are some drawers. We say, Lord, just leave this one. This one belongs to me. But the Lord desires that we allow him to open those drawers. No matter how ugly they are, let us allow him to shine his light in those personal areas. So the light shines upon our personal lives. The second point I would like to highlight, not only does the true light shine upon our personal lives, but the true light also shines upon our relationships. Those that we love, our loved ones. In our marriages, God wants to shine his light. In our friendship circle, God wants to highlight his life. He wants to bring form where there's formless and he wants to bring light where there's darkness. Whom we associate with, the people that we spend time with, in our relationships, what are the areas and the people that you hang out with that that are not in line with God's word? That you hang out with and you know they don't hold the same values as you do. And God wants to come and shine his light in those areas relationships. God will never leave it like that. Birds of the feather, they flock together. Whom is it that you are hanging out with? What do you listen to? Who do you listen to? Because whatever that you listen to will influence how you make decisions. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God interesting, it says, by the word of God. Because the word, when we hear it, influences how we believe and then how we act. Our relationships are key. And so Jesus desires to shine his light upon our relationships. And so may it go out to you as a challenge this morning. If you find yourself with the wrong crowd, just because you want to fit in, or because there is some connection or some benefit that you need from that, be careful because that can influence you towards what is against God. And so what is it that God is shining in your personal life, in your relationships that is not in line with him? He will not leave it. He will continue to challenge you the people that you associate with, the decisions that you make because of others. I want to highlight it for you this morning. Just as you are, you are more than enough. Just as God has created you, you are beautiful, you are handsome. Just as God has made you, your gifts, your talent are exactly what God has given you. Pursue that. Trust in Him. Listen to what He says and you will be encouraged in him. And he will help you to draw the right kind of people in your life. Let his light shine upon your relationships. The third point I would like to highlight is this. The true light shines upon our beliefs. Upon our beliefs. What we believe is so important. I want to highlight something this morning. There are a lot of things in our world today, a lot of occultic things that are happening, a lot of spiritual things, spirituality things that people are busy pursuing. People want to be soothsayers. People people want to be able to tell the future. People want to be Sangomas. Everybody's pursuing this thing. I want to highlight this morning anything of power in the spirit that doesn't include Jesus in it, stay away. The Lord desires that each one of us can put our trust in him, not in some person, not in some multi, not in some belief system, but only in him. I want to highlight this morning: God is not sharing. God is not sharing. It's Him or nothing else, and He cannot occupy the seat in your heart and you sharing it. You, uh, which one are on the fence? Some, are you? Where are you, You are called to trust in Him. The enemy was not there when God formed you. He has no say in your life. And so I want to encourage you this morning. Be found in the Lord. Your trust in the Lord. And only in the Lord. He is not sharing. And so I pray that you would find yourself a place where you allow that your beliefs that if there are beliefs in your heart that are not in line with God's word, that God's light would shine upon those. And you can repent and walk away from that. Because God says that you are either cold or hot. But when you look warm, he spits you out. I didn't write it. It's the Word of God encouraging us to pursue Him and Him alone, to trust in Him. And sometimes there are disappointments where we think, oh, well, but God desires that we put our faith in Him and in Him alone. The fourth point I would like to highlight is this. The true light shines upon our perceived truth, upon our perceived truth. Sometimes we think truth is this way, sometimes we think it's that way, but it's because we are in darkness. I brought something that can help me illustrate this. Sometimes we have a perceived truth, and we think we are walking around and we we are walking in a straight line. Don't worry. I have insurance <laughs> from Pastor Louis <laughs> underwritten by Hetfield. <laughs> I'm joking. Sometimes we have a perception of how things should be, but actually we walk around in darkness. We cannot see where we are going. We are we are fiddling through the dark. And we, we think is this the one is this is this the right thing to do? But the truth, the Bible tells us, is found in God's word. His word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. It's him who makes me see where I should go. And so when we desire to, 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 to decide what our truth is, we get stuck. And so we start to, to decide where must we go, how, how far can we, are we sure, where am I? We, we are fiddling around. But actually, God desires that each one of us can accept his truth. Because then you will see when you don't have God's truth, you you almost need to to recalibrate, isn't it? To align yourself again with his word. Because when you have his word, you will always know where you are. You will always know what to do. You will not fear when you hear bad news. Because you know what God is saying. The fifth point I would like to highlight is this. The Word of God desires, and the true light desires to shine upon our whole world. God desires that through you and I, we can shine upon the whole world. That we can be the light in this whole world. And I thought of this when I was at home preparing the message, and I thought about how It's so easy for us to open the newspaper. Every single day it gets printed. We open this newspaper and I felt the Lord speaking to me about this. We read this news and I don't know when was the last time you read the news and after you closed the newspaper or the app of the news and then you went, yes, I'm encouraged now. I'm going to attack and go and, and go for this world. I don't know, maybe you do. I can't remember for myself. Whenever we read the news and we go through the news and we check out what's happening, most of it is negative. Even though it may be the truth, but it's affecting our lives, isn't it? Every single day it leaves us like with no life inside anymore. But I felt the Lord saying, "Let's, if I were to invite you to come and sit next to me in heaven, and you come and see what kind of a newspaper I'm reading about this world, about South Africa. God looks through and says, wow, look at Megan. She got her degree, well done. And God looks and says, oh, look at Tando and Sipo, they have their new baby, wonderful. Oh, look at this one. Ah, oh, Stephen. He's got a new job, that's wonderful. Wow, look at that, Mary, she's healed, amen. Wow, that is the newspaper of heaven. Nothing negative, no worries there. God speaks it upon our, upon our world every single time. God speaks that. And this landed me to this thing around how God wants to touch and change the whole world. And I'm reminded of this song. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my god you're all together lovely all together worthy all together wonderful too No one here, no human being ever being born helped God to design, to build, to make this earth. All of us found it here. All of us, we will leave it here. Whatever he says and proclaims is true because he is the Lord of all hosts. And this morning, I want us to pray for our nation. The shutdown coming up tomorrow, I want to highlight again. We all found it here. We will all leave it here. No man on earth can ever speak against what God has designed. No one. We understand as believers in Christ. It is not by power, or by might, but by His Spirit. The battle is not of the physical, but is in the spirit, for the well-being of our nation. And so I would like to please ask you to be in groups of three or four. We want to pray two things specifically. That there will be no loss and breakage and property damaged when this national shutdown takes place tomorrow. And secondly, that there would be no lives lost in that. Can we pray those two things? Thank you so much. Just a few minutes and then we'll bring it to a close. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your life and your light is all that we need, Lord Father. Father, Lord, we bring our nation before you, Lord. Father, thank you that, Lord, the, the newspaper of heaven for South Africa, it's only good news. It's hope, my God. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name this morning. We are not praying from a place of fear, but of boldness, because we know you are the God in South Africa. You are the only living God, my Father. And we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, That, Father Lord, you would bring hope in our our nation, in the people's hearts, Lord. Father Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that no property will be damaged. Father Lord, that no life will be lost due to this. We pray, Lord, that your will be done in South Africa. That, Lord, you would make a way where there seems to be no way. We thank you, Father Lord, that there's none like you. And we lift you up, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are enough for us, Lord. The creator of heaven and earth. Our hope and trust is in you. Not in men, not in political systems or people, but our hope is in you first, Lord. We put everything in your hands for our nation. And so, Lord, we thank you that our battle, Lord, is not against flesh and blood, but is against the powers. The principalities in in the heavenlies, we thank you, Father Lord, that we can proclaim peace, clarity, father Lord, and progress in our nation with all of its challenges Lord we thank you that you are more than enough. Thank you father Lord. Father, Lord, we speak against fear in our nation, Lord. We pray that hope would reign, Lord, that hope would go through, Lord, and would permeate every, Lord, and pierce every aspect of our society in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for that. May you be glorified in this time in Jesus' name you may bring your prayers to a close. Thank you, Father, amen, amen. Let's thank the Lord, let's thank the Lord for his goodness. And thank you, Jesus. Our trust and hope is in you, Lord, for our nation in Jesus' name. I wanna highlight something this morning. I wouldn't have done a complete job when we spoke, we speak about the, the Jesus being the light of the nation and the light of the world and we don't make an opportunity for those who've never said, Jesus, be Lord over my life. Those who've never proclaimed and, and accepted him as their Lord and Savior. There is an opportunity for you this morning. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. If it's you that the Lord is speaking to about this, I would love for you to follow me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning that you love me. I pray, Lord, that you would forgive me of my sins. Lord, this morning, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I ask of you, Lord, to forgive me and I ask you to take me into your arms as your child from this day on. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you have prayed that prayer after the service, the pastors will be here. We would love to connect with you so that you can continue in your path with the Lord to grow in him and be led by him. I would love for the congregation to please stand as we bring our service to a close. Father, I want to thank you for this morning for your word that is truth, your word that is love, life, Lord. I pray, Father, for your people, your children, Lord, that your hand will be upon them, that you will shine your face upon them, that you would give them peace, Lord. I pray, Father, Lord, that you will bless the work of their hands. And Father, Lord, in every aspect of their skill, Lord, you would advance them. We thank you, Father, Lord, that there's none like you. And our trust is in the living God. And so Father, Lord, I speak. May you be with your people. May they be the light everywhere they go because they carry the light. Father, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Help your people that whatever that it is that you shine your light, they would respond with you in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, Lord. Bless them, I ask. Amen. Amen. Blessings, thank you. Um, We would like to ask if there's anybody who wants prayer, the pastors will be here. And remember, if you're a visitor, the Connect Lounge as you go out at the foyer. Blessings, have a blessed week.